Heresy podcast month in the Gullock War, the second Gullock War. Uh, we are hosting this month of July and we are setting this month at the Space Orbital SEC IDRA Anchorage 7. This is a, well, what would you call it, Chris? It's a Starship refueling station. Is that about right? Yeah, we could normally claim that it is a refueling station and it, it technically gathers gas from the gas giant it's orbits from. And turns it into starship fuel. That's the short, long and short of it. The long and short of it is it, that's what it does. So this works. Okay, so that's its official its official uh, designation, and that's it. Welcome to the Gullock War. Uh, yep. so, and uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Wait, yes. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it does help, doesn't it? Uh, so we are introducing our month here, as I've already said, to the Gullock War campaign. And we're going to take you through a little bit of uh, history, uh, what's happening currently in the uh, area itself. And we're going to talk about how you as the mighty, mighty heresy uh, community can get out there and play games this month. So I think, first of all, it's very important for us to actually give you guys a proper idea about the setting of the, uh, the month itself. And we're looking, as I said, the Space Orbital SEC IDRA Anchorage 7. Now, this is operated by the Rogue Trader House SEC. Uh, so there's a lot of scope if you want to have some fun with the Rogue Trader aspect in there as well. Uh, what are we looking at here? It's, it's huge. Uh, rivaling the orbital plates of terror for size... Uh, as we say, fuel collection and Starship fueling station is its official um, designation and direction, I think, is uh, what it does. We've got a population of 1.3 million souls and 4 million servitors and automator. Um, that's that's a pretty sizable population there, Chris. Uh, well, it's uh, if it were one of the orbital plates on Terra, it would be actually be in quite a low population. But it's a working population. It's a hard, they work hard. They make they make fuel happen, and they well, work they work hard and play hard is what we're saying. Uh, there are worse places in the in the galaxy to wash up, basically. There's uh, I would say anywhere that's uh, harvesting any sort of fuel probably also has a raving moonshine business. But that's that's getting very much into the detail of. Uh, of the actual place itself there uh it's it's only lightly defended though with uh close defense weaponry um on the station so that sort of gives you a sort of a painted picture of the actual orbital station itself uh now one thing i do want to say chris is the creative mind behind this month's this month's campaign um so chris what sort of gave you the idea of this one well uh, a long time ago even i think we me and Sean of the CSD's Initiative podcast started to talk about linking something in our monthly campaigns uh, for the the heresy, worldwide heresy campaigns uh, last year during the last campaign last campaign for what was it the something of Thungor Metallicus yeah you know? the scouring of Thungor Metallicus the scouring yeah 
So we started talking about them, and now it finally bears fruit because our our small 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 our our small our station is actually orbiting around the planet, the gas giant, mm-hmm. which will host uh, Sean's battles for next month. Awesome. That's pretty cool. So you guys are bashed heads to put this one together between the two of you in that way. Um, well, more or less. More or we, less. We hammered out that I would make a station, he would make a planet, and then I was in charge of making the plan- the station, and I based some of the fluff in this on his fluff for the planet. Awesome source. So tell, give us a, a breakdown of the, the history of SEC IDRA Anchorage 7. God, I, I'm just going to call it IDRA, IDRA 7 for now because it's easier for me to remember. I'm just gonna do a little small note of this. When writing this, there might have popped up about eight other stations in my head. Yeah. And they are the Anchorage one to to nine. <laughs> so there's a whole plethora of stations out there. Yeah. But you know, if you cut one off, <laughs> yeah, another one grows in its place, <laughs> or two more grows in its place. Oh. The, the, the... I think there's going to be a theme running here somehow. So uh, tell never. us, tell, tell us the history of the uh, of the platform. I'm gonna be as, bo- as bold and brazen, just try to read it off because that's the easiest way. I think. Go for it. Uh, the SEC Hydra Anchorage Seven is a massive orbital station locked in a geostationary orbit above what is nominally considered the southern pole of the gas giant Hestia. The origin of the station is unknown, and so are most of its capacity, even though it is run as a refueling post for starships passing through the Golok cluster. The appearance of the station itself is no less mysterious, given its vaguely imperial design, and the fact that no records exist of a station of this magnitude even existing when the 217th expedition fleet arrived in the local system. And, the, and the, there's, a, there's a confusion to the mystery. A station this size would not have gone unnoticed by the 4th and and uh, XX Legion. I'm, gonna, I'm really good at reading my own stuff. <laughs> keep going, <laughs> keep going. You're all good, <laughs> You're all good. Force exploring the pla- planet around which it is orbiting. And uh, this is a me- basically a mental note because it's got... That's, this will be imprinted on your mind, you know? This is how you see it. Yeah, it is there, plain to see for those who look with closed eyes, the dreamers, the guardians, the children now walking the stars. The anchorage is lost to us, yes, yet another one takes its place. Ooh, very nice. Slightly mystical, slightly intriguing. And you've got, you mentioned the 217th Expeditionary Fleet. Is, yeah. is that a particular legion by any chance? Uh, 217th Expeditionary Fleet consisted of 4th and 20th Legion forces. And a mechanicum detachment. So my 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 lovely my lovely boys, the Iron Warriors, there. Some some of the uh, the Alpha Legion and the Mechanicum all sort of floating into the area and yeah. coming across what is basically a gigantic, unknown, unrecognizable, uh, unrecorded station and going. No, no, planet. Planet. Okay, planet. Yes, planet. Because a station this size would not have gone unnoticed by the fourth and twentieth legion forces exploring the planet around which it is orbiting. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so you. Mean... So it, it might have been there before. It might have just been there after they left. Uh-huh. We don't know yet. We have. That's the mystery. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. So that's the mystery. Awesome. So we've got we've got that as the the history for the planet, and it sounds very very uh, evocative there of. Uh, a little bit of um, historical writing or historical writers, maybe. There's a 
there's a bit of a, a love or a nod there, here or there, to some things, I'm guessing? Uh, there might be. There might also be if someone would just do a little search in a, one of all of these information banks with the, the words Hydra and Chaucer and see what it actually means. But not going to spoil too much. Ah. But that was probably explaining how it could be found, what it meant. Cool. So there's Give a, a... Bit, a bit of hints to who might own the station in in the end. <laughs> so there's a there's a little bit of digging around for those of you who are interested in taking the fluff to that next sort of deeper level. If you want to get out there and have a dig, there's there's some uh, clues out there. Some I would call them Easter eggs because you kind of have to have them laid out for you and get someone to tell you what they are <laughs> yeah then that helps too um so that is the history and when you when you sort of put this together uh, what sort of inspired the, the the culmination of that particular expedition fleet for example what put those those guys together for you well i know considering sean has written about these in his fluff yeah and i have read his fluff but at least the fluff he sent me so far and they went there uh, during the Great Crusade. Okay. And I'm not going to talk too much about it because it belongs to, his, to Sean's fluff, so it would be remiss of me to actually spoil it too much. Yep. They went there, they did some discovering, and then, then they left. Maybe not all of them left. They went there, they found some things, maybe they all left, maybe they didn't. Who knows? It's the sneaky stuff. That's how it happens. There might have just been, when they left, there might have just been a giant space station orbiting into view or something. Maybe, who knows. At least it's not giant orc heads floating through space laughing at people. Aww, what's wrong with oh. that? Oh wait, that's the Beast Rises. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, there's nothing wrong with that, with giant float. oh wait a second, it's giant floaty orc heads. It could yeah. be good. Well... At least they managed to eat the Imperial Fists, right? Did they? Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, that's the first book. That's the first book. So Fair enough. 11 books more to read about them not eating Imperial Fists. I didn't even make it through the first one, but that's not what we're here. So, <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point, but it's characteristically... Fuck it. Characteristically <laughs> us, at least. This is true. So, let's talk about the current situation. So... Talk to us about the the sort of the how it is currently on Hydra uh, Seven. Well, I can put it like this: uh, since the fleets arrived in the system to do battle or refuel or whatever the fleets do these days, no, uh, there's been a lockdown on parts of uh, the station itself. Yeah. Uh, the station commander decided that, given that the most likely. Uh, reason why all of the fleets were racing for the Ardor 7 was that its, uh, its location on the trade routes and its all of the collection, data collection, uh, automata and sensors and all of it mm -hmm. on the station makes it an ideal hub for uh, information, bro inf information and data brokering. Gotcha. So and that's the reason, basically, why uh, everyone is there, and that also reflects in the missions we've mission we've suggested for this month, which we will get onto a little bit later. Yeah. But it's... and for that reason, uh, I'm gonna read the last part of the fluff for the currently right now. Okay. 
And that is a message on repeat is broadcast from SEC either Anchorage 7, yet no transcript can be made. Uh, and this means that there's a message that every ship that enters the nearby system gets. And it can be summarized with basically, if, you, if you're here for the data, you can do battle in these areas. And that's a very crude way to say it, because every, anyone could just take the station if they wanted to. Gotcha. But there will be, after this is released, there will be short snippets, like a transcript from, uh, uh, well, a single line was recorded by, by hand in the transcript log of the wrecked fourth legion frigate Hesiod. Beware the poisoned arrows of Hydra. So there might be some reasons why people just might uh, just go for the sections of the station that the data is located in instead of trying to take the station. Uh, so some tactical significance about picking, basically picking your battles. Yeah. Do you want to fight the station itself or do you f want to fight your enemies and get the data you need to go in forward into next month or other, otherwise, other, other places that you might want data, basically? Pick your, pick your enemy. He's a nice chap, isn't he, Data? Apparently so. Oh, no, wait, this is not the Star Trek podcast, uh, Sons of Heresy. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> uh, so, right now, um, if we go back and then sort of go through the, the information that we've got out there currently for them, because it's a it's a nice little piece you've got there setting up the, the sort of areas. Um, we've got the information about it, so... Do you want to read us through that one and take yep. us through that information? I can, uh, I can do it. Uh, its location as a fuel station, one of the stable space lanes through the Golok cluster, has made SSC Hydra Station 7 a haven for rumors and rogue data. Everything that is worth knowing or brokered for can be found within the echoing halls of the station, where the walls, the walls themselves, if not the street urchins, seem to record every move, errant glance, and word spoken out of turn. Disregarding its value as a a safe harbour and resupply point, the true value of the Hydra Anchorage 7 to outsiders presents both the largest reward and most present danger, the power of words. The empty halls ranging far and wide across the top decks of the station present a price worthy of the risk of nominally assaulting a station. The automata and data servitors lost roaming the hangars, empty hab blocks and storage yards made make for easy pickings. And the knowledge here can lead to great reward or damnation. No fleet commander would be foolish enough to launch a direct attack on, on a station of this size. Nice. Very nice. So there we are. <laughs> attack attack in strength at your peril, I think is the, the general feeling I'm getting from this. Um, and there is, I mean, we, we've taken a lot of the, the fluff into the actual gameplay that we're looking at for this. Uh, I think it's important that we get on and talk about the battles themselves. So yeah. um, we're not we're not looking uh, as it's based on a starship or a, a orbiting plate. Uh, we're not looking at what you may consider the the big apocalyptic battles or anything along those lines. But you've got some s solid outlines here and something that's uh, a bit more directed for uh, bringing another game in to actually support this month, which I think is very cool. So do you want to take us through the, the battle types you, you've got in mind here? Yeah, we could start with uh, the standard one, just mentioning it, because its main mission will be read out later. Yep. But uh, the battles for SSE Ida Station 
7 can be played using the mission provided, which is the one we're going to talk about, or using the standard Crusade Army List forces, still using Centurion restrictions. And that's mentioned there because it's also mentioned the mission. Yep. Or, or on a suitable table layout. And you could also play, this is the Jody Lurie 2, Battles of Battlefleet Gothic, because it would be really fitting to have them around the planet, or the station and planet, obviously. Yep. Uh, and uh, this, the missions I've been thinking about when looking through the, or, the original Battlefield Gothic book is the scenarios, uh, scenarios, uh, scenario four, surprise attack, which is on page seventy-two, and scenario seven, which is planetary assault, which is page seventy-six. I reckon these could easily be, be adapted to actually have the station instead of a planet. Cool. And if you choose to play these missions, you can either play with the standard Battlefield uh, Gothic rules for Imperial Space Marine and non-blessed Chaos ships, so no corn ships or slanted ships or anything. Yeah. Standard Chaos ships, because they were basically the Imperial ships of the Heresy. Or since I know there are some out there, and uh, uh, Battlefield Gothic uh, 30k fan mod where you have uh, 30k ships instead. Awesome. So if you, we're going to see if we can actually find one possibly and see if we can link it, if at all possible. Um, otherwise, if you have them out there, if you know of these fan mods, uh, get them out into your groups, get everybody playing on them, uh, get some love for Battlefleet Gothic back because it is such a fun game. Yep. And it's and, and you could also do this if you want to play more standard battles and not just play the data hunt mission, which is the data collection mission, which is on the station. You could do some mortalis against your opponent's fleet, like your the capital ship being boarded or something like that. That would be very cool. Just, just add another suggestion for what you can do this month. Nice. So ZM boarding actions and you know trying to take trying to slow down incoming ships or yeah. Whatever or or you if you are if you are more than if you maybe have a gaming group night or weekend or whatever how you play, it might be two to four to six players. Maybe some could play Battlefield Gothic, whereas the others playing Sormortalis and they, it affects, they affects the ships. I don't know. It's up cool. to you to figure it out, but it could be go really nuts. cool. Go nuts on the narrative. Have some well, fun with it. To be fair, if you want to play a role-playing game set on the station, you could probably do that as well. But maybe then you could send me a message on Facebook or something, because then I might be able to supply some more information about the station itself. Oh, very cool. So bonus, bonus stuff for bonus plays. If you can uh, add some, add some other depth and dis, uh, intrigue by going into a role-playing game, Chris will back you up with some extra information. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so that should be a, a lot of fun for those who are into that sort of thing. And oh, man, now it makes me want to get my Dark Heresy books out and uh, you know see if I can crack open some sort of heresy-ish style role-play game. That could be fun. Yeah, you're not alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> this this is why we love this hobby. Yeah, that uh, might also be why this uh, this uh, as some people know, what actually released uh, our month was actually released three three days late, and that was because I couldn't really settle on exactly what information was needed in the monthly and what would actually be more suitable to have as a role play material because it might have been might have gone too deep in some places. You got fully committed. Yeah, so um, that's. Uh, I just wanted to apologize why it was a bit late, but yeah. Get in there and get the games in now. Then don't 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 wait. Get playing. Have fun. 
and that is going to actually bleed nicely into the the mission itself. Let's double down and talk about the mission, the the prime themed mission for this month. The data collection. Oh yes. And I must actually mention that it is a slightly reworked mission we used last year, but but I figure it would fit, and it's a really nice mission. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think is the best phrase. Yeah. Pretty much. Go for it. Uh, let's hear. Let's hear about this mission. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna considering everyone got access to this if they are on host 30k, which everything this is run through, so they should be. But it's a uh, it has wars and raids, Somatalis, special rules, reserves, and night fighting. So it's basically it's this takes place in the as I said the echoing halls of the station. Yep. Which is which are the areas not locked down by the station manager mm-hmm. because he don't want troops marching around his uh, civilians of whatever whatever they are. So he's going to exercise his rogue trader powers and go nope mine. Yeah, and uh, as, as we have talked about, it's probably not a good idea to assault it outright. Just get in, fight fight your enemies, get the data, get out. It's about as expedient as a, as a station commander can be in this case, I think. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if you can put it like that. Yep, we can he's definitely not, put it that he's, way. He's not, a, he's not annihilating people, that's clear. <laughs> he's not killing anybody from from distance at the moment. For now. But uh, this mission is played. Uh, this mission is called data collection. I should probably say in <laughs> relation to this. And this mission is played on a four x four Sarmatalis board, or similar. Yep. Depending on what you got. And the two forces must control the data servers wandering around the SEC. This is either Anchorage Seven. Why did I name it like that? It's just trippy. <laughs> it breaks up the flow of talking. It does. Uh, that's probably the point of it. Uh, following the initial assault, this mission uses four data servitors as objectives or suitable models on a 40mm base. Take turns deploying these. Only one can be placed in each quarter of the board and they cannot be within six inches of a table edge or other data servitor. Data servitors cannot be destroyed nor removed from play. And that's important. Mm-hmm. So, so don't try to get them out of play in any other way than destroying them. Because it can't. And uh, before the game begins, both sides should divide the forces into two roughly equal groups based on the number of units. They must then decide which of the, these two forces is to be the spearhead and which is to be the reserve. Uh, this represents larger force moving through the sun metals without knowledge of enemy contact. The side strolls off. So this is basically standard sun metals stuff. Yeah. But then we have the primary objective, data hunt. Capture the roaming servitors. Each servitor is worth one victory point to whoever, whomever controls it. The side with the most victory points at the end of the game wins. So, so, it's, a control, so it's a control objective, that is. It's a control objective. Mm-hmm. So, and our second, second objective is Slay the Warlord and Attrition. So that's mainly just because there must be a way to actually get some points without being able to control the servitors because. Depending on board layout, sometimes the servitors randomly wander into a locked room and can't get out. Yeah, it happens. And it's yeah. uh, and then I mean, you stand outside and can't open the door for four turns, and then you lose. And it's also a really cool way of adding some uh, adding some theme and some uh, style to it when you've got uh, people going for 
the all-out kill of the warlord or something. Yeah. You know, so that we can't complete the mission. Well, let's kill the guy in charge so we can maybe break the forces and, you know, yeah. it's all good stuff that way. And it's uh, it got the variable game length and uh, a wipeout rule. So even if uh, if your opponent just manage con- controls all the servitors, if you kill all of him, he can't get out with the data anyhow, so you win. Aha, cool. That's, that, again, very useful if you find yourself, you can continue, keep playing the game. It's rather than a automatic lose, there's always a chance until the end of the game is done. Yeah, and as we said, the important thing with this scenario to fit the mission, to fit the mission specifically is you have to control the data. Yeah. As long as you control the data, it doesn't really matter if you kill all of the enemy, but if all of the enemy kills you, you can't control the data. Logical sense. Yeah. Yep. This is getting dangerously logical, Chris. This. this yeah. what, what's What's gonna? <laughs> well, it's data. It's data. This is true. It is. It is logical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually. Oh, where did that go? Oh, there we go. We got the special rules because they are not just stationary objectives. These yeah. uh, servitors. They got the wandering automatons at the beginning of each player's turn. That player may move these three servitors up to six inches in any direction. Roll for this every turn, and the servitors may not move into dangerous terrain or off the board, as their automatic castle protocols will not let them. Cool. So basically, when it, you start start your turn, roll a die. Yep. And uh, you get the two, you move two servitors anyway you want. So that means it could be towards you or from, uh, away from the enemy. Yep, you basically get to control the dudes and move them around and see what happens. Yep. And to help with this... Uh, cybernetic control a mod- model with a cortex controller may elect once during its controlling player's turn to move a data server within 18 inches up to d6 I- inches in any direction the model does not does not le- need to be to need not need line of sight to use this ability and the same servitor cannot be moved more than once using this ability okay so you can't yeah so you can't have multiple um, cortex controllers moving the same servitor around like a pinball uh, no, because that would also be silly. Because then you could move it start start of your turn, you move it six inches, and then you have four dudes with cybernetic cortex controllers just continue moving it to you. Yeah. So it's it, more that is more so you can move it around a corner or away from the enemy down a, another path where you can get to it or something. Yeah. It's it gives a little bit of extra playing playability, but doesn't. Therefore, completely screw the game up by forcing, yeah. giving one option, one opponent the chance to move the 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 one piece almost across the board if they have that many cortex yeah. controllers. And it's also important to note that this ability, this rule is set so that even though that some armies may have more benefit from a cortex controller because they have more units with cortex controllers, like Mechanicum. Or you don't have any because you don't have an, a Fort Lord or a Previan or anything. You can still—it's still not a game-breaking ability. Hopefully. Well, if it is, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> it is, be, let us know. It'll be good to find out. So. Uh... You, but that's also why you can you only use it on one, use it once on per servitor. So. So it, it, the idea is to make it interesting, not break the game. And if it is breaking the game, don't be a douchebag and break the game. Yeah. All the way. If you. If you're, if you're willingly breaking the game, you will it's probably cool. get punched by your friends anyway. Ah, it's I not do cool, not man. condone punching. 
No, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. <laughs> but still, that gives it gives it a lot of flavour and a lot, little bit more fun for you to play around with. Yeah. Um, now there is a special note to the mission as well. Yeah, and that's uh, what we started, what we mentioned a bit before. Yeah. And that is, this mission could alternatively be played as a standard Age of Darkness mission using the Centurion restrictions. This means that the game board can be scaled up to 6x4, provided that the board is heavily covered with terrain. This represents engagement going on in larger structures, chambers such as a cafetorium, loading docks, or major storage yards. And this could also mean that if you want, I haven't put it in the mission on the site, because that was the, that's an oversight, because you could possibly up the number of servitors in this case. That could to, be fun. To five or six, but you don't have to, but you could. I think it's it's a it's a nice way of uh, of adding a bit more fun to it. Um, again, it's nice on a on a larger game to be able to upscale the size of it a little bit. Exactly, exactly. That's what my was my thought about it. Yeah. So but I got to do that earlier. That's why I'm mentioning it now. Woo. Which is cool. So you've got a lot of scope. You can go for small zone mortalish missions. We've got Battlefully Gothic in there. You can scale it up uh, to a 6x4 with, you know, putting the effort into the board, uh, keeping it in the Centurion range. Yeah, all and of which uh, could be tied uh, together. A really good reason why I'm mentioning keeping it as a Centurion restriction is that how would you get your tanks inside a space station? You know, see. You mentioned this. I just happened to have watched the A-Team movie, the one with Liam Neeson in it. They can fly them, apparently. No, but, you can't. But that's something... That's, and you that's... definitely can't turn it, get it to move in a different direction by firing it in the air. <laughs> oh, where's the fun? Oh, Chris, <laughs> you spoil all the fun. Just you, you and physics and, you know... I'm just saying, how would tossing a Predator from a starship against a space station and using the turret to move it by firing it, work in space. For every force there's an equal and opposite force? It would yeah, and the gravitational pull of the planet is the greatest. Or you get Angron to pitch it out of the open the open port, and he's pretty strong. He can flip, he can hold up Titans, I'm pretty sure he could throw a Predator. He's not so. stronger than the gravitational pull of a planet. I wouldn't say that to him. He'd probably disagree. <laughs> He'd probably cry and then die. Uh, I'm falling through the atmosphere of a planet that doesn't that could, really have a core. That could be fun, but um, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a nice note. It really adds a lot of flavour to it. And like I said, there's there's three there's three really different approaches that you can take. And if like Chris said, you've got a big gaming group, go at it. Go, you know, get some guys playing Battlefleet Gothic. Get some guys playing on a bigger game, some Zone Mortalis. And if it's just you and a buddy, if you've got access to all three or just two or even one, just go nuts on the missions and then get them logged. Get registered on Oz30K. Get your army registered on Oz30K and start registering the games. Help one's, your side, whether it's loyalist or traitor, um, to actually register the influence and start building up control of the system of the of well system is the wrong word of the station um and i think we can we can also say now that there is going to be and we've said it before to be fair there is going to be a link in with our uh, the varangian heresy event series with the scorpius insurrection we're not going to say how or what but you can have an impact on that by registering your wins losses um and the the outcome of your games in our month here 
so there is even more of a reason to be registering and logging your games because you could positively or negatively screw over some Swedish 30k players which is always fun um, so do it get involved get get registering if you don't know how always drop us a line um, you can go on to the uh, second Gullock War Facebook group and it is the second Gullock War um, if you search for that on Facebook you'll find it again with this little special episode we'll put the notes up for you so you can actually you can see the link in the show notes and get yourself registered on there ask questions on there see some of the pictures of the previous months uh, I'm literally looking at the oh this is awesome some of the games that have gone up uh, Daniel Healed uh, if I pronounce your name right Daniel I hope I have um, the Shields of Truth the Imperial Fist versus the Death Guard um, there's some brilliant little photos gone up on there so it looks like the Fists won the day but uh, the, the Death Guard put up a damn good fight so get on there get inspired and get involved I think it's it's absolutely awesome so there's good stuff happening on um, uh, Idris 7 already so we've got to be very proud of that Chris mm-hmm. he, says with, so. he says with modesty modesty uh, and grace uh, I'm sorry I was just looking <laughs> checking out the Golden War group so get on there have a look it's awesome it's great to see this stuff going off already so that is our month for Gullock War there will be some uh, there will be a wrap up at the end of the month uh, but if you have stories and as you're going along through the month if you have some fun games and you want to tell us about them drop us an email to the Varangian Heresy po- the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com let us know we'll shout them out on the show um, or send a message to our Facebook page that's also doable exactly or, or send it send a message to the Instagram account or the Twitter account it's we're pr- pr- pretty easy to get hold of if we reply oh, I mean when we reply uh, when we, we, reply. We, we reply, we reply, we reply. Don't don't sell us short, Chris. We reply. We just have our own specific delineation of time and you know space and that sort of thing. So get in touch. Let us know how it's going. Let us know the fun. And if things are, if you do think things aren't going so well with any of the missions, let us know. We'll make sure we do better for next time. But it looks like everybody's out there having fun already with them, which is absolutely superb. Um, so have you got anything else you want to add, Chris? I'm just gonna say if uh, anyone has any comment that there's actually if the fluff was interesting or if it was really bad if you word it nicely I won't yell at you but I really want some kind of feedback if you want to give it and this is really risky I'm actually asking for feedback well, you heard the man let him know how you think and uh, yeah let us know how the games have been playing if you've been having fun and you know what you would like to see because not only us but all the other podcasts that are involved will see this will see what's going on and will obviously endeavor to do better uh nudge nudge wink wink sean no pressure buddy but it's going to be fun with next month as well so other than that i think it's very easy for me to say right now that uh Get on out there. Set set to the fires of war in the Gullock sec, the Gullock system. Get out there. Get involved and have a damn good time playing the oh, missions in July. Oh, and uh, and don't uh, use uh, the fact that it's summer as an excuse not to play. No, that's that's. Or if you're gonna do it in in the, the southern hemisphere way, boo! It's winter. Fuck you. <laughs> it, 10 degrees is not winter <laughs> 10 degrees is midsummer over here what do you want about yeah, to be fair we had 12 degrees four days two, 
four or three days ago. <laughs> exactly. Get get out there, play play some uh, play some patio forge world, play some patio heresy. Get out, get the barbecue out, get some proper smoke effects going by burning some sausages or some steak or whatever, and just have some fun playing for heresy with your friends. So yep. I'm going to say good night from me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is a very special episode of the Branching Heresy podcast. Signing off. The